Warning. This episode includes topics such as suicide, murder, and domestic violence. If you find any of these topics triggering, then this may not be the episode for you. Proceed with caution, and as always, welcome to Humble Hauntings. You are about to enter the world of Humble Hauntings. But first, a message from our friends at Potato Lady Podcast Reviews. Hi, I'm Bex, also known as Potato Lady Podcast Reviews. Every weekday, I tweet out reviews of indie podcasts. My goal is to unite listeners with their next favorite show, like the one you're listening to now. I also have a newsletter that provides links to reviews, sneak peeks, ad space, and more. So follow me on Twitter at BexGoose, that's B-E-X-G-O-O-S, to start getting weekdaily reviews. Find all the info you need, including the link to sign up for my newsletter, in the thread pinned to my profile. And feel free to get at me if you need a recommendation. And now, back to your show. And now... For today's story. Check that shelf over there. No, no, not that one. That one. You see that book there? No, not that book. Yes, yes, put it back. That one's about banshees. Here it is. Checked Out. A History of Haunted and Horrible Hotels. If something really did happen at a hotel back on Earth that was of a supernatural nature, it should be in this book. (coughs) Barnaby is right, Captain. We really need you to focus and see if anything jogs your memory. I know it's hard, but we're running out of time. Already I can feel the monster's presence returning. It won't be long now. Good. Remember, just concentrate. It will come to you. Now, let us begin. Hotels are a place to escape, to get away from the humdrum of mundane life and explore the unknown. A vacation, a family reunion, or an adventure to discover not only yourself, but the world. No matter what your intention is, a hotel gives you a little home away from home, while at the same time, providing you a comfortable space that's new and exciting. But hotels are more than just a place to rest your head. Sometimes, there's a darker side to these seemingly welcoming buildings. And sometimes, hotel guests check in, but will never check out. Take, for instance, the Provincial Hotel in New Orleans, Louisiana. This hotel once served as a medical facility for wounded Confederate soldiers during the Civil War. Many of these soldiers didn't survive and now spend eternity haunting the very building where they took their last breath. When the lights are off, people have reported spotting the outlines of these soldiers, bloody and moaning in agony. But as soon as the lights are flipped on, they vanish. 
Others have witnessed bloodstains appearing and disappearing on the bedding in their rooms. Some even witnessed a phantom pool of blood on the floor that faded away as quickly as it appeared. In one instance, a guest said that they got in an elevator only to be met with a chaotic hospital scene as the elevator doors opened once more. Doctors and nurses were running around fussing over hospital beds where soldiers, bloodied and battered from battle, lay, some unconscious, some moaning, and others screaming in agony. When the doors closed and opened again, the phantom vision had gone and was replaced by normal hotel scenery. And then there is the Karosta Prison Hotel in Latvia, a hotel like none other where visitors can experience the cruel prison life that people were once subjected to. During the 20th century, it was used as a Nazi and Soviet military prison. Thousands were said to have died within its walls and many remained prisoners even in death. The dark and gloomy halls that once echoed torture, terror, and hopelessness now serve as a hotel. But don't expect any five-star service here. Visitors are immersed in the life of a Karosta prisoner, spending the night in small cells with little more than a hard cot for comfort. Guests are given a single candle to make their way through the darkness and a map to lead them through the various areas of the prison hotel. Many have encountered shadows, strange whispers, and warnings from a disembodied voice telling them to get out. Creaking doors and footsteps have also been heard while wandering the dreary halls of Karosta, along with the sightings of the White Lady, one of the prison's most popular ghosts. The White Lady is said to be the spirit of a woman who was engaged to an inmate at Karosta Prison. During one of her visits, she was informed that her fiancé had been executed. When she learned of her love's demise, the woman fell into an unescapable despair and hung herself. Known as the White Lady, her spirit now roams the prison halls, searching for her husband-to-be so that they can be reunited in death at last. For those seeking something a little more cozy, there is the Nottingham Road Hotel of KwaZulu-Natal, South Africa. This charming hotel is said to be haunted by a young woman named Charlotte. Charlotte was a young and beautiful prostitute at the turn of the century. She often frequented the hotel with her patrons, many of which were British soldiers. Records from the 1800s were not completely accurate, so all that we know of Charlotte are from the stories passed down from generation to generation. The hotel was a popular spot for British soldiers during the Boer War. But one soldier in particular had stolen Charlotte's heart. The young soldier, like many others, was passing through the town and spent some time at the Nottingham Road Hotel. The young prostitute fell madly in love with him, and no matter which version of the story you believe, it was this love that cost Charlotte her life. There are a few versions of this story, though all in the same, with Charlotte falling to her death from the room 10 balcony. The first is that the soldier, her lover, was killed in battle. The second was that hers was an unrequited love and the man rejected her. Each tale ends with a heartbroken Charlotte taking her own life and jumping to her death from the balcony of her hotel room. One final version of this tale 
doesn't involve the soldier at all, but a client of Charlotte's who refused to pay for her services. An argument between the two ensued, leading the young woman to be beaten and thrown to her death just outside room 10. Charlotte's story, no matter the version, ended in tragedy, so it's not hard to see why her ghost lingered on this mortal plane. But despite the violent nature of her death, she is not a vengeful spirit. Even so, she will make her presence at the Nottingham Hotel known to those who visit. Charlotte has a habit of rearranging flowers to her liking. She is also said to move mirrors around the hotel. Those who stay in room 10 have reported their clothes being neatly folded when no one is around, and sometimes have their belongings completely unpacked. Others have experienced the taps turning on and off all night, and some have even spotted her in mid-conversation with an unseen companion. In fact, the sightings of Charlotte are quite common, and she can be found wandering the halls and spending her time in the local pub. Children have reported talking to a nice lady, who suddenly vanishes. And she is well known to the people in the village, who have seen her gliding past the window as they go by. But not all hotel spirits are quite so friendly. Take the ghost of Annalisa Netherly, for example. The spirit of Annalisa resides in the Red House Hotel in Chattanooga, Tennessee. The Reed House originally opened in 1872 and is considered, quote, one of the premier historic hotels in downtown Chattanooga. The hotel is most famous for room 311, where the spirit of Annalisa Netherly terrorizes any man who stays in the room. The story goes that Annalisa and her lover were staying in room 311 of the Reed Hotel when they were discovered by her husband. He fell into a rage and beheaded Annalisa where he found her in the room's clawfoot bathtub. Now, her soul is said to stay within room 311, frightening and playing tricks on any man foolish enough to stay in her room. Men have checked out or asked to change rooms in the middle of the night after experiencing unnerving activity. These include shadowy figures, flashing lights, faucets turning on and off, and strange noises. One man claimed that the phone would continuously ring all night, but every time he picked it up, no one was on the other line. It is said that during the renovation of the hotel, the door refused to open and had to be cut in half to get inside. The hotel decided against having 311 renovated, and to this day, it remains unmodified. The room includes a vintage clawfoot tub and an antique broken AM radio. For those who dare to spend the night, there is even a special Room 11 experience package. The room has hosted a few well-known visitors as well. While en route to Chicago for his trial, American gangster and businessman Al Capone was kept in room 311 for the night, most likely on purpose. And it is said that Annalisa Netherly didn't take a liking to him nor his smoking habit. She made her feelings known, and let's just say that Capone was not made to feel at home during his stay at the Reed House. MJ McAdams here. Today's tales will continue after a brief message from our sponsors. So stick around. More haunts are waiting for you just around the corner. The 
The Crescent Hotel and Spa in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, is said to be the most haunted hotel in the U.S. This hotel of the Arkansas Ozarks was built in 1886 and was said to be the grandest resort in the whole state. But by the Great Depression, the hotel stood empty. That is, until Norman Baker came along and turned it into the Baker Hospital. Now, Norman Baker wasn't your typical doctor. In fact, he wasn't a real doctor at all. Norman was a con man. He claimed to have found a cure for cancer he called Formula 5. It required no radiation and no surgery. Just a small injection at the site of the cancer, taken about seven times a day. But Formula 5 was a mixture of alcohol, glycerol, carbolic acid, corn silk, clover leaves, and ground watermelon seed. A recipe he had stolen from another con man. A recipe that did absolutely nothing. People flocked to the Baker Hospital, sick and dying people who were desperate for a cure. Baker sent out colorful brochures that advertised the hotel as the Switzerland of America and where the sick folks get well. The people kept on coming for a cure, not knowing that Baker was a charlatan, a no-good, scheming fraud. And Baker, well, Baker became richer and richer, and he wasn't afraid to show it off, often flaunting his nice clothes and fancy cars. No one was cured, and many died still believing in Baker's Formula 5. Their bodies were carted off to the morgue, but their souls still lingered behind. As for Norman Baker, his evil and heartless scheme ended on September 1, 1939, where he was arrested, not for his fake cure, but for mail fraud due to the brochures. He was found guilty, but sentenced to only four years for his crimes. Still, the Baker Hotel was at least closed for good. In the end, Norman Baker was eventually freed from prison and retired to Florida. On September 10, 1946, he passed away from end-stage liver disease and, ironically enough, cancer. Later on, nearly 500 vials of Baker's so-called cure and samples of flesh from the patients were found buried on the hospital grounds, along with some of his promotional films for the hospital. And they aren't the only proof of his horrible deeds. The spirits of the staff and patients still roam the now-reopened Crescent Hotel halls. Ghostly children are said to be spotted in the morgue, hiding beneath the autopsy tables and begging for help. On the third floor, the sound of gurney wheels can be heard squeaking down the hall, and the spirit of a nurse is often spotted pushing a corpse-laden gurney before vanishing altogether. One of Baker's patients, who became a hospital assistant, also spends their eternity within the hotel walls. They are frequently seen in room 419, also known as Theodora's room. But the Baker Hospital spirits are not alone at the Crescent Hotel. The spirit of Michael, an Irish stonemason who tragically fell to his death during the construction of the Crescent Hotel, is said to have never left the place of his demise, favoring the female guests in particular. 
The ghost of a little girl is frequently spotted wandering the hotel, but those who can't see her often feel her presence, as she is known to poke and pull on guests' ears. One of the most famous hotel specters is known as the girl in the mist, the spirit of a young woman who jumped or was pushed to her death. Now, guests often spot a strange mist outside at night, a mist with the figure of a girl falling within it. Some have even reported the shadowy outline of a man who turns away before the mist fully descends upon the ground. The Stanley Hotel is no doubt one of the most iconic and frightening hotels in the world, thanks to the author Stephen King. This hotel was the inspiration for The Shining, a novel in which an aspiring writer, suffering from writer's block, takes his family to the secluded Overlook Hotel, where he has taken an off-season caretaker job for the winter. But he begins to lose his mind, and his young son soon begins to have disturbing premonitions. In the 1970s, King was living in Boulder while writing The Stand and took a weekend off to spend with his wife, Tabitha. They arrived at the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. On the last day of the season, all the other guests were checking out, and King asked the front desk if they could stay. They informed him that they had already sent off the credit card receipts to Denver, but if he had cash, they could get him a room. King paid in cash, and they spent the weekend as the only guests in the hotel. Legend says that while staying in room 217, Stephen King had a nightmare about his young son being chased around the hotel. According to the tour guides, King awoke and leapt from his bed and went outside to smoke a cigarette. It was then he started outlining what would become The Shining. Yes, the Haunted Overlook Hotel was inspired by the Stanley Hotel, which has more than a few ghost stories of its own. The hotel opened in 1909 and was built by inventor Freeland Oscar Stanley when he moved to Colorado for the fresh air and sunlight to help with his tuberculosis. He arrived weak and very much underweight. The man was pretty much at death's door, but after only one season there, his health was fully restored. He was so pleased that he returned every summer and built the Stanley Hotel to add a touch of sophistication to the area. Stanley passed away at the ripe old age of 91, but his spirit is said to still stay at the hotel, along with his wife Flora, who is sometimes spotted playing with the piano keys. Another resident ghost is Elizabeth Wilson, or Mrs. Wilson. In life, she was the hotel's housekeeper. One day while lighting lanterns in room 217, there was an explosion that left her injured. She recovered, but passed away a few years later. Now, those who stay in room 17 report lights going on and off, items being moved around, and luggage being packed up. Mrs. Wilson is also said to dislike unmarried couples sharing a room. If an unmarried couple stay in 217, they are often said to experience a cold presence between them in bed. But not all spirits are adults. Billy... The ghost of a young boy with autism is said to play with the hair of hotel guests. According to the staff, he is especially active around people who have experience working with individuals who have autism. Children's laughter and the sounds of running can be heard on the fourth floor, where staff says nannies and the children they cared for spent their time back in the day. And the spirits of the Stanley Hotel aren't just human. A pet cemetery on the hotel grounds has been reported to be home to a spectral cat and dog who wander the area at night. 
It seems no matter where you are in the Stanley Hotel, a supernatural experience is waiting for you just around the corner. It's no wonder that this hotel is one of the most legendary haunted locations in the U.S. and continues to inspire those who visit to this day. Hotels aren't just hot spots for tourists. Many of these places host more than just vacationers and eager travelers. They have permanent residents of the supernatural variety. Wherever people roam, there will always be ghosts. Just like the physical fingerprints we leave on whatever we touch, there is an imprint that our very souls can leave on the earth, especially through strong emotional experiences, such as love, hate, pain, and fear. The older the hotel, the more imprints are left within it. People may come and go as they please, but for those whose lives ended within its walls, checking out is just not an option. This is where they will remain, forever. Hotels are a home away from home. And as we all know, home is where the haunt is. Wait, look here. It's your picture again. Let me see. December 11th, 2020. Pascal Pier, Texas, USA. File classified. An unimaginable tragedy has struck in the Gulf Coast town of Pascal Pier. The beloved Pascal Pier Hotel has been closed until further notice, following the death of all 150 guests and 30 staff members on the night of December 11th. The only known survivor is a convict and fugitive who is believed to have inhuman powers and characteristics. They are highly dangerous, and we are unsure at this time of what they are capable of. The remains have been taken to be identified using dental records, as the only thing left of the victims were... their bones. No blood or flesh could be found at the crime scene, and the bones were left clean and unbroken. The only camera footage we were able to salvage was of the suspect in question entering the hotel and then quickly leaving only an hour later. After he leaves through the front door, a large, dark figure enters and the camera goes black. This is believed to be the other form of the suspect. We have no other leads at the moment, and the public has been informed that there was a deadly gas leak as to not raise any more alarm until our investigation is complete. Yes, this is very bad. Very bad indeed, Barnaby. Took the flesh right off the bones? clean as a whistle. I've heard of a few creatures of the flesh-eating variety. Each one was nastier than the last. We better get back to it, then. Before we know it, the creature will be... Here. We really don't have much time. It's nearly here now. Quickly, follow me. I have just the book. Yes, we are cutting it close, but we will have to manage. Make use of every minute we've got. We can stop this thing. I know we can. We just have to try harder than ever now. But yes, I won't lie to you. We're running out of time. Thank you for joining us today at Humble Hauntings. If you enjoyed today's tale, then feel free to leave a review and subscribe to our show. Don't forget to share with friends and family as well, because after all, 
when it comes to exploring the unknown, the more, the scarier. And remember, my spookables, home is where the haunt is. <laughs>